the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sadbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo, well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. The Nocturne we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Gale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at uh, Logan Trading Company in downtown Raleigh, Seaboard Station. And uh, we had a little rain shower. It was really very quick. Very tropical, wasn't it? Uh, it just kind of popped through, and uh, may, I don't know if that's all we're going to have, but it wasn't certainly wasn't enough, Josh, to get rid of the pollen. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. We'll just pray that it uh, does something. It just puts spots on your cars is all it does, uh, right in the yellow. But uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener. You know, every time something else they, they sell here at Logan's, black cow. Every time you buy a bag of black cow at Logan's, you're helping the environment. And I don't know if you've thought about that before, but our, our process with uh, black cow is, uh, helps to repurpose manure. I thought we were just doing that on the show, but they, they were doing it in a black cow before uh, oh, we, we were repurposing manure here on the show for uh, decades. 
black cow contains up to, I was wondering how long before y'all got it, uh, black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes than garden soils. And that's a fact. It, it helps retain moisture, too. So your lawn and your flower beds and vegetable gardens are, will be off to a great start with black cow. Everything grows better with uh, sun and water and black cow. For more details, check out their website at blackcow.com. They have lots of information there and some other products. And composting is always a great exercise at, at home, but you can't, you can't make a lot of compost. It takes a while to make it, and you know, you, the, unless you have barrel after barrel after barrel. So you got to have some help. So Black Cow is uh, one of the things that will certainly. Well, yeah, our great uh, engineers got on that Black Cow T-shirt. Nate, uh, Nate really likes uh, likes that Black Cow T-shirt. And I have a Black don't wear cow it out hat there. <clears throat> and my wife has something called Manure Movers of America, and she said, "What?" I said, "Why do you wear that?" She said, "I live with you." Isn't that great? The compliments just keep on coming. Oh, I know. And somebody a while ago made reference to me in something to do with manure. So I'm, I'm feeling very composted. Well, you're a politician, a reform politician. I'm reformed. Re retired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Although I'm, a lot I'm of people want you to run. I'm recovering, Josh. Yeah. Glad to know it's not terminal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Not. I'm, I've got a ways to go yet, but... <laughs> Well, by, by the God. way, Mike, it's about time for the... Yeah, the, before we go to Tom here, uh, we got another Tom. Tom okay, we've got Tom Cliff, and Cliff Joyner, C, CFP, AAMS, whatever that means. <laughs> and he's a dear friend of, of Mike's in, yeah. in, in Nashville, North Carolina. And here goes the Cliff Joyner quote. A part of kindness consists in loving people more than they deserve. Uh-huh, how about that? Yeah. Did Cliff say that or did somebody well, else? Well, no, somebody else said it. Oh, okay. It's something Cliff would say. <laughs> I think so. Well, he took us out to lunch at any rate. Yeah. 919-860-9783. Tom is in Garner. We've had three Toms this morning. Hey, good Tom morning. Turkey hasn't called, but uh, we've got Tom and Garner. Good morning, guys. I've been sitting listening to the show this morning and just thoroughly enjoying it as much as any of the broadcasters I've heard, and I compiled a list of notes here, if you'll bear with me for a few minutes. Uh, yeah. Earlier, um, somebody called in talking about Laura Pedalum. And yes. I was going to tell that fellow, I have learned over the past 20 years, plant Laura Pedalum as far away from your house as possible. That's right. Um, don't get them anywhere near a sidewalk or your driveway and make the mistake that my wife and I did 20 years ago. And now when the Laura Pedalum blossom flowers shed all over the driveway, we track them into the house constantly. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Now, Irv Evans, many, many years ago, used to tell people not to plant them under their window. Mm -mm. <laughs> of course, uh, you, probably could, uh, you could probably do that now with uh, some of the... The dwarf varieties. Yeah, we bought dwarf. Ones. No, no, no. Pam says no. <laughs> yeah, we bought they may dwarf get, uh, ones, and somebody switched the tags, and these things uh -oh. turned out to be trees, and they're yeah. gorgeous. They're about, I guess, a good twenty feet tall, mm -hmm. and I have yeah. to hire um, somebody to come in every 
uh, fall and trim the branches back because they're growing up into the eaves on the house, and I don't want them to get on the roof. Well, I, wor- I wrote an article about uh, barriers for uh, the new Weekend Gardener magazine, and, and I have a barrier of Laura Pedlums uh, over our patio, one side of our patio. And uh, they, they work pretty well. And the foliage is pretty, and the, the flowers have just been a knockout this year. Yeah, Tom, I have the same problem with the tree when they are next to the house. Gorgeous. And it, 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 is, it is about 20, 25 feet tall. And it wasn't a wise idea, but little did I know 20 years ago. So, yep. so you planted yeah. one near the house? Yeah, near, uh-huh. near the, the sunroom there. Uh-huh. But it's yeah. not, yeah, not where you walk into the house, so that's the good thing about it. <laughs> I have one right out. At, and this, the one that I'm training as a tree pan seems to love full sun mm-hmm. yeah laura pedlum will will tolerate it well yeah they can get hurt by the cold but i didn't i don't know that i saw a lot of evidence of of from the uh two or three days around christmas that we had that was especially cold i was really worried about plants then it brought harken back to 85 when we had the yeah. legustrum problems <coughs> but we didn't quite get that low for as long a period of time so they're they're a wonderful plant but you're right tom plant them in the right place yep as i said uh, don't get them too close to the house Uh, we have to take a a leaf blower and blow the petals back out of the house because they track everywhere (laughs) good gracious Um, mike i wanted to talk about pumpernickel bread uh, yeah, you are you are you for or again? I am for one hundred percent for pumpernickel. Um, I've eaten it for many years, and it it makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that you've ever eaten. You're bringing tears to Rufus's eyes now. He he's he's thinking about all that white bread he's consumed over the years, and it's a lot. I'm sure well, it's a lot healthier, Tom, than yeah than what I call light bread. Yeah. Or that my grandma well, used to. I grew up on uh, on uh, I forgot Wonder Bread with the red, yellow, and blue balloons printed on. There the you board. go. Absolutely. I ate, I had Marita. Yeah, we had Marita. <laughs> and yeah. Sunbeam. But, uh, Sunbeam. Yeah. I was enlightened a few years ago with pumpernickel and said I did a little research on it and you know that it's for people that I forgot what is celiac disease I think it is but anyway mm-hmm. uh, pumpernickel is not made from wheat it's made from rye bread and a lot of times it has molasses in it to give it that golden yes. brown color see Rufus yes. molasses yeah wow. that's, that's what darkens it down it because yeah. it is very very healthy bread yeah um, so maybe you should try it. Well, I, I have tried it a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of revise my, my ways about it. You can toast it. Uh, the best, the yeah. best uh, BLT I've ever had is, was with pumpernickel. Hmm. And as I said, it's great for peanut butter and jelly if you toast the bread, too. Um, and it makes yeah. a very, very great uh, sandwich uh, with um, peanut butter and chili is good. How about that? I, I'm um, glad. Listen, uh, 
One more thing for Rufus to investigate. Rufus, if you still have any contact with uh, any of your old cronies from the uh, Department of Agriculture, I found out something very interesting about uh, six months ago. My wife and I love sourwood honey, and we've always bought sourwood honey from the uh, market shops or from Carly Seas, and we've always got it with a label on it that was sourwood honey and when we went back to get some the sourwood honey jars that we buy were not on the shelf and the uh, fellow in the market shop there that sells the honey was telling us that uh, North Carolina does not permit uh, honey sourwood honey to be branded as sourwood Um, and I didn't realize it till we got back home, and I looked at the old jar we had with sourwood honey label on it, and it comes from Kentucky. And he was mm-hmm. telling us that uh, Kentucky uh, will market and sell sourwood honey with a sourwood label on it, but for some reason the state of North Carolina does not permit that. And it's, I guess, something to do with where the bees travel, and they can't be 100% certain that it's... Uh, 100% sourwood and not a blend of some other flour. But I was wondering if you could open up a uh, sourwood honey. Boy, that is that is technical. <laughs> that is strange to me. That that is consistent with my understanding. We mm-hmm. we've uh, encountered that same uh, explanation from the Department of Agriculture and that my advice would be buy your uh, sourwood honey from the producer and they can tell you mm-hmm. that it's sourwood honey even That's if right. it's not able to be put on the jar because that is a North Carolina Department of Agriculture policy and you know every every state sets their own standards um, mm-hmm. so obviously in Kentucky they they're either comfortable enough that it's mostly sourwood honey or uh, or, or maybe they have some uh, greater population of uh, sourwood uh, pollinating plants yeah. that that allows for that uh, well, up designation. In, up in the uh, beginning in Wilkes County, uh, it's just full of sourwood trees, and, and oh, yeah. it's my favorite honey of all. And I have I have in my closet something that says sourwood honey. I'm going to go back right away, Tom, and look at that this afternoon mm-hmm. and see where that came from. I had no idea that there's that kind of. Uh, prejudice against sourwood honey well i i do believe that there are some locales that receive more frequent visits Mm -hmm. from the department of agriculture inspectors so uh those areas probably don't have sourwood labels but there are i've been throughout the western part of the state a lot and sometimes things sort of slip their way onto the shelf yeah i bet you could get a jar of that in wilkes county (laughs) uh, along with another liquid I bet. Yeah, I bet you could. Think about it. Rufus probably knows the secret knock. <laughs> you know the secret knock? Knock uh, knock. Who's there? <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> I, I think I told this off the air. I, I was listening to a sports commentator from North Carolina talk about uh, knowing Junior Johnson and and having he gave uh, this guy some of his, some real, you know not store-bought, some real moonshine. Mm-hmm. And he drank some of it one night, and he said he was sick for a week. And his wife his wife took it out in the yard and poured it, and he said it was like the devil's tramping ground. 
no, nothing grows. That's a heck of a weed killer. So, oh my. Well, Tom, you uh, you take her easy now and uh, keep it between the ditches. I surely will. Well, Tom, I'm going to take this on now as a as a personal project to try to get sourwood honey recognized as a bona fide. Yeah. Well, you know the commissioner pretty well. Anyway, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you tell him. To, to yeah, consider thank you, Rufus. If you would do bring that. it up, bring it up at a council of state meeting. Yeah. It's uh, all right. When we go to the mountains every Very fall, good. we'll always stop by one of those little roadside stands and get a jar of sourwood honey. But you know, sometimes it runs out. And, uh, as long as I can find it from Kentucky, I'm satisfied. Oh, well, right. you shouldn't have to have to rely on Kentucky. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's North uh, Carolina or nothing. That's yeah. One, <laughs> ought to be our slogan. <clears throat> One last thing to mention: the fellow that called in. All right. Well, you take it easy. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. I'll make this quick. The fellow that called in from Southern Pines about the tomatoes, and I know Gerald Adams listens to the show, and Gerald will appreciate this too because he turned me on to this trick a couple of years back is to put Epsom salt around your tomatoes. The uh, Epsom salts contain magnesium, and magnesium is one of the nutrients that tomato plants need for stems and roots and uh, fruit development. So. If you put Epsom salts on it, um, Gerald said to put, I think it's a tablespoon of Epsom salts to a gallon of water. And I will always add a little bit of super triple phosphate to that, which I created a, called it a secret sauce. But I guess after it's on the radio, it's no longer secret sauce, but it can be a special sauce. But that will, That's really, right. that will really flat out grow some tomatoes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom, very much for sharing that with us. And you can uh, use that, and then what's left over, you can soak your feet. Yes, exactly. Epsom salts. <laughs> thank you, guys, for being here. All right, Tom. You, yes, sir. Thank, thank you, you for very much. In. Thanks. Okay. Grown, Bye. raised, caught, and made in North Carolina. That's a, that's a slogan. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're at Logan Trading Company, one of the best places uh, you can find to buy your plants and uh, knickknacks and have a nice lunch at the Seaboard Cafe. And uh, we'll talk to Roger from Winston-Salem coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 1025. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus jason just told me i'm on can't you hear me jason hello jason everybody else hear me yes all right i'll i don't need to speak louder i'm i'm, I'm loud enough uh you know all the all the pollen and i really hate to bring up the pollen 
we uh, we're now seeing is uh, it was a good reminder that now is a great time to get your vehicle checked out because your vehicle is suffering in more ways than one from all of this. And it's a good idea to get a spring checkup anyway. Items to be checked, wiper blades, they're probably streaking now. The, you know, the winter is tough on it, even though it hadn't been real cold. And they take a lot of abuse. Cabin air filter, don't you know that thing's clogged up now because of the pollen? So get that checked out. And during your uh, spring checkup, you can get the air conditioning also checked out because, I mean, my gosh, it was almost 90 degrees yesterday, and we've got more 80-degree days to, to come today and tomorrow. So make sure your air conditioning is working because you really need that throughout the year to, to help defog the, the car. And, I, you know, I, I, I run mine all year. So uh, get the high-voltage battery packs checked in your hybrid vehicle because folks at King's have – certified hybrid technicians there and they're ready to diagnose and give you available options and lots and lots of people are buying the hybrid vehicles now and if the hybrid uh, voltage battery pack fails at some point then they can uh, give you a great deal on a a new battery uh, new battery pack which can can be expensive but you're going to get it less through king's king's auto service Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. And they, uh, they handle most anything. We're not at a church meeting where we're moving around chairs. We're in, we're in the Seaboard Cafe, by the way. Told us to say call to say hello to us. Uh, so. Whip sure did yeah, tell us that. Whip. Hey, Whip. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here, along with uh, Rufus Edmonston and Pam Beck. And we're, we're at uh, Logan Trading Company. Rufus, you just got a nice gift. Well, I certainly did from my friend Charlie Gray. Uh, it, it's a bluebird box it's got a bluebird as a handle on it it's fantastic and it's in memory of his dear son joseph who was a friend of mine and made such an impact on his short life and uh we know what a what a loss it was mm-hmm. to everybody that knew knew him and there there's a book that that charlie and his dear wife have put out all you need all you need is love a tribute to the life and times of joseph Emery Gray, and his son was quite an influence. And Steve, I'm sorry you never got to meet uh, young Joseph. He was working uh, for CNN, uh, had done so well, and had a, a tragedy a tragedy in life and died of a horrible uh, infliction. But they have made sure that his legacy lives on. Uh, Charlie has given a, a quite a, a good scholarship money for the super kids. There'll be a Joseph R. Uh, a Joseph E. I keep wanting to call him R. Gray scholarship in the super kids next year, and we'll Wonderful. expect you and your dear wife there. So, thank you so very much, and uh, I'm sure that uh, that Charlie would like to say hello to the yeah Charlie. 
Charlie, tell us all about your your uh, your box here too, uh, bird box. Is this for bluebirds? Well, first of all, I don't have a uh, radio voice. I have a well, I don't uh, either, but it's gotten me through. 50 I have a years, very so. very distinct <laughs> very distinct uh, northern accent. Uh, That's right. That's right, Laura Bronx. <laughs> but it's great to be here with with Rufus and Mike and the crew today. Um, uh, I, I brought did bring Rufus a gift of bird house. Joseph was a uh, a bird nut, and uh, this is just something I've kind of uh, done that I think that uh, he would appreciate. Uh-huh, so definitely, uh, they are. Some of them are available for sale at uh, the Garden Hut in Fuquay. Uh, if you're interested, they're made out of cedar, and I will say that 100% of any money collected through the sale of these birdhouses will go towards the Joseph Gray uh, Distinguished Leadership uh, Scholarship that's presented to a key club member each year at Fuquay Verena High School. So oh, I wonderful. appreciate the opportunity. Good to be here. This is a great place full of my wife, I don't know how much money I'm going to leave with today. She's, <laughs> she's already, she said, drive, drive the pickup truck. So uh, there you go. probably going to leave full, but we appreciate it, buddy. You're a great friend. Yeah. What a, what well, a beautiful we, we saw you on TV the other day, Charlie, explaining the ins and outs of truck safety, and you were a great spokesman for that. Taught a lot of, taught a lot of people how to drive those big rigs, didn't you? don't listen you know but the only thing i can say uh about tractor trailer trucks and and they're such a uh significant piece of our economy oh my gosh yeah. uh, but what i can say uh with all sincerity is just stay out of their way yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> these trucks are big they're very difficult to stop and uh, but we certainly want to lift up the drivers and, and mm-hmm. what they uh, do to our economy. And uh, we would be in a, in a as my grandfather would have said, we would be in a fix without them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I will say this, Carolina Trucking Academy, uh, it's just amazing uh, the need for drivers right now. Uh, it's a 16 day training program. Uh, you can get your CDL in basically four weeks. The start and payout there is. Seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Uh, my wife and I owned that company for 22 years, and we recently sold it back in July. But uh, the folks we have there now uh, that are running the place are absolutely terrific people. Right. Okay. So, um, well, Carolina Trucking Academy. So uh, it's a uh, yeah. This uh, so this is one of many hobbies I'm sure that you you have now, uh, writing and and building birdhouses and Lord and probably planting some shrubs today too well I also i think charlie should tell him how his newsletter is very inspirational and i, I almost everyone i get i want to comment but uh tell them how they can get your your newsletter well i have a uh, the, probably the best way to do it and uh, i'm not a huge facebook fan uh but they are posted on my Facebook page, and if you would private message me on Facebook with your email address, they also go out uh, via email uh, every Sunday morning. So I would be certainly okay. glad to put you on that uh, 
on that distribution list, absolutely. Is it just Charlie Gray on Facebook? Uh, be Charlie Gray at Facebook okay. or C G R A Y C T A at gmail.com. All right. Well, Charlie, I'm so glad you stopped by this morning. Absolutely. Good, good to see you guys. Both of you. Thank you so much. Thanks again. We're at uh, Logan Trading Company where they sell uh, black cow and, and they sell uh, I Must Garden products. And, you know, it's, it's amazing uh, the wildlife that's out there this morning, uh, the birds. Uh, we have a beautiful birdhouse there, the birds that are out. Uh, equally amazing how much the damage some of them can call, not the, not the birds. One of the safest and most effective ways to prevent damage from wildlife is your, in your garden is uh, with I Must Garden repellents. Made right here in the Triangle. I Must Garden offers natural solutions for over 15 pest problems, including rabbits, squirrels, moles, voles, snakes, mosquitoes, best-selling deer repellent. All of the I Must Garden pest products are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils from plants that animals avoid in nature. And they're environmentally friendly. They smell nice. They're safe for you, your family and pets. Nymus Garden repellents are also long-lasting and contain natural stickers, so they don't need to be reapplied every time it rains. They're available as sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. I Must Garden's natural and pleasantly scented animal repellents and insect controls are available at independent local retailers all over the Triangle and, of course, right here at Logan's one-stop garden shop, Logan Trading Company. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from iMust Garden. To learn more about protecting your garden from pests, visit imustgarden.com. Got uh, several people waiting. Roger is in Winston-Salem. Roger, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, sir. How's everything? I started listening to uh, WPTF in 1962 when I entered NC State. Good and for that, you. Now I listen. Wow, to that was uh, Wally Osley and uh, let's see, Wally Osley and Charlie Gaddy were there. Were there? Yes, then. yes, yes. And uh, I never, yeah. Through the uh, been listening all that time, and now I can listen on my Alexa device. Isn't it wonderful? All of the new technology, so many uh, different ways to to listen uh, in Winston Salem or or anywhere for for the just like you next door. <clears throat> Just like we're next door. Yep. Uh, Winston Salem is such a such a pretty place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always loved uh, the Winston Salem area. We're, we know we're getting closer to the mountains when that happens. True. I have a comment about the honey. Yeah. I have been told that honey. You only have to have ten percent contact uh, content for honey to be considered one hundred percent honey. They can put other products in it, but if it's 10%, yes. it can be said it's 100, 100% honey. Yeah, there's some honeys that are sold commercially that are full of corn syrup, and um, it is labeled as honey. So that's the reason I like to buy directly from the beekeepers and from, um, from mercantile um, facilities that sell uh, locally processed real 100% honey. That's something y'all really have to consider when you're selling stuff like that, yeah. too, Josh. Absolutely. It, it's one of the reasons that stores like Logan's prefer to deal with the producer 
Um, <laughs> you know, we, we love to support the local economy, but you also know exactly uh, where it comes from and, and what goes in it, and you're, you're able to help to support somebody's passion. I'm glad you brought that up, Roger. I'm, I'm glad that what Pam brought up because that is that's outrageous. That stuff that stuff is not good for you. No, but honey is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Buy it from the from the original stores is the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we had some honey given to us from the the mansion. Yeah. They the uh, the governor's mansion last honey. year. It it uh, they gave it to us and uh, that they have hives there on the governor's mansion property. Executive Mansion property. So uh, we know that's legit. Well, the more beehives we have out, the better off we are. You better believe it for so many different reasons. Uh, yeah, we're thankful for the bees. We we abuse the bees, and yeah, they've they've caught uh, you know the mites that bother them, and so many so many problems. But uh, I hope they're making a comeback. And there's so many different types of bees out there. It's unbelievable. Hell, it, Helen Yost and others um, and beekeepers are, have uh, taught us that there are a lot of different bee species out there that we even think about. I have a friend in Pilot Mountain that owned a lot of bees, and he contracts them each year, take them to different places to pollinate. Mm-hmm. Farmers. Yep. For right. farmers, yeah. They're, uh, yeah, they're vital. There's no doubt about that. Very vital. Well, Roger, well, I appreciate you. you calling us. Thank you for having me. I wish you would call again. I will. Thank you. Thank you thank very, you. very much. Mm-hmm. Bye. How about Bye. that? Started listening in 1962 to, to WPTF. Uh, Dave is in Raleigh. Dave, good morning. You're on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. Good morning. How you doing? Yes, sir. We're great. Thank you. Good, good, good. Well, a long-time listener. Um, not super long, but uh, for, for quite a while, maybe 15 years or so, uh, I'm in well, the... That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the music That's uh, almost as long as Rufus has been on the show. He's yeah. been on the show about 16 years or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's my morning when, I, when I'm cleaning up my yard or doing some personal stuff around the around the yard. I've always listened for my Zen time to um, get things done and never really call it in, but today... I'm calling in with a related topic. Um, ironically, seven days ago today, I was over at Lotus and bought me a couple little azalea plants and mm-hmm. um, was manning up to dig the holes this morning and in come the rain. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out of rain delay right now. I'm looking out front yard and it's um, sun's peeking out right now. So I'm going to go back at it for my second hole. <laughs> Very good. What, keep uh, digging, yes, what, sir. What varieties did you buy? Well, you know what, fellas? You know, um, it's... You know, I'm embarrassed to say I, I I can't remember. I'm going to go. Well, that's all right. Um, I think I got it. I looked at three different varieties. Hey, look at this. I've got it on my front porch. Rhododendron hardy gardenia. Oh yeah, nice one. Yeah. Well, it, and I'm over near Crabtree Valley, and uh, in a nice older neighborhood up the hill here. And uh, I, I when I bought this house 20 years ago, it's it's been blessed with about six or eight white azaleas that's been hanging in there but mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. have cycled out and i want to put a couple more and these look exactly like the mature ones so um i'm getting like i said i'll have most of my second hole done here in a minute now i'm going to jump back out here but the, the depth 
should be where where it is in the little pot. That's the depth I want along with the, the earth, right? The, with the right. Yeah, you don't want to go uh, really deep with these. Um, right. If anything, you want it planted a little bit on the high side ah. um, because if it puddles and the water is kept in that hole, then it could rot it from the bottom up. So rhododendron and azaleas like to be a little bit higher and mounded, uh, but do go wide if you can. And I don't know if you know much about whether to do a round hole or a square hole, but there is some research that's coming out of Europe that is actually suggesting that square holes might be better because roots have a tendency to go straight out um, and if they hit that round hole wall, they'll circle like they do sometimes in a pot. And if huh. they can hit those four corners, they might just keep on going on out straight. And um, I'm, I'm not going to tell you to redig that first hole you did, but you might, as an <laughs> experiment, uh, try one round and one square and see what they do. Josh, you've ever, you ever dug a square hole? I have not. That's a that's a first. I have. Rufus, yeah. you done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have to get the ruler out. Yeah, we're doing that at our house. We're and it's much Stevie, easier. Stevie, you ever drew, uh, you ever uh, dug a square hole? <laughs> well, well, that's uh, that's something to think about, Dave. You know, I, yes, sir, yes, sir. And you know, I have discovered your lab. Again, I'm I'm a technical person. I do shows for many years around here, like. Curtis Media plays on the radio, but anyways, I, I, you know, don't laugh, but I've discovered what's under the top is a lot of roots. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But but I'm getting through that. I'm getting through that. They're they're little ones, like a half inch in diameter or something. But but I'll, I'll work on that square thing or that rectangle. Right now, I'm kind of on a rectangle. So, <laughs> well, that that's but, okay. Well, that's going go. in that direction. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah take your tape measure out there and your square. Yeah, dog <laughs> Stop man. Stop man. Hey, uh, and the last thing uh, relating back. to black cow i was i was suggested to get a bag of the black regular black cow i guess and then black cow manure so do i, I do a blend in there obviously josh what do you say uh the black when you say regular black cow i don't i don't know if you're referring to perhaps the black cow topsoil um but the that's it i'm the, sorry yeah, yeah okay uh the yeah that'd be great to mix that topsoil and and the the manure um, we we suggest that you're going to get a, a million different suggestions, but here at Logan's we suggest that you do about a 50-50 blend of your your native soil. What comes out of the hole, you want to uh -huh. put at least 50% back in um, it, because you, you, what you're not wanting to do is create a, a potted plant condition by putting all brand new compost and topsoil in that hole because it just sort of creates it like it's like it's its own little pot and uh whether you're digging a square hole or a round hole those roots are going <laughs> to want to stay right in there uh in in that loose uh rich soil so you want to uh integrate your native soil with uh your compost uh so that you get the uh, benefit of the nutrients and um and the looseness of the soil but you're also providing some of the uh the natural elements that are in your um in your native soil and uh creating a condition that's more similar to the uh, the soil outside of the drip line where those roots are going to eventually grow. Gotcha. I hope, gotcha. I hope that helps, Dave. Yes, sir, it does. It does. Uh, you all take care, and uh, and I'll keep listening, and, and have a good day. And call Thank us you. Call us again, please. Thank you so much. All right. 
Thank Hal you. is in Raleigh. Hal, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, folks. Uh, I have a question about Roundup, but first a quick comment about pumpernickel. <laughs> pumpernickel in and of itself is fine, as is most rye bread. What people ruin it with sometimes is they put caraway seeds in it. Those are of the devil. Just like fennel seeds. <laughs> but what? Caraway seeds. Caraway seeds. All right, well, I'll... Nasty, nasty things. I'll jump on if the bandwagon. Try, I don't like them either. If you want to try... I don't even know what they are. Bread, make sure to get some that does... It's unseeded. No caraway seeds. No caraway seeds. All right. And then it's good. I can, it's see, I can see Hal standing out there with a sign. No caraway seeds. <laughs> I protest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, a question about Roundup. I've got in my natural areas coming up, I think it's called winter crest. It's little nasty weed with a little seed pod, little white flower, and then it puts up these little seed pods. Yeah, I think I'm And later on, when you're walking through there, those things will pop open and sling them everywhere. Yeah. Very prolific, nasty little weed. And I want to know, right now it's got the seeds are just beginning to form. If I hit it with Roundup, Will it instantly halt the development of those seeds, and and will it kill? Will those seeds not be viable, or can it go ahead and mature those seeds and still make a million more of them next year? The the quick answer is yes. It should it should uh, stop the plant from developing. Um, once you if you get a good full contact foliar spray with Roundup. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to be dead in an hour, but that plant is is beginning to die, and uh, the seeds will not should not be viable. Um, That's what I'm hoping. The, yeah. the the trick to to your um, herbicides is you want to get good foliar coverage. Yeah, and, and I uh, put a, a you know sticker stuff in there too, but sucker for sticker for a, a, a suffractant. Uh, you're yeah, adding yeah, some soap or something. <laughs> the other problem is, is is there anything in that area that you're going to shoot with Roundup that you do not want to no, die? No, it's just a month. Usually it, it's like tall pines, and it's just it's sort of what you call natural area. Yeah. I'm okay. just getting rid of the weeds that pop up in my so-called yeah. natural area. Well, okay. be careful. Read the label and... You know. And you use precaution. Yeah, um, sure. There are. Um, yeah, I won't do it if there's any wind at all and right. that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And um, maybe use some gloves and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do all okay. that. Okay, well, good, good luck with that project. Let us know if it works. Okay. You. And you can get you some unseeded pumpernickels. I ain't going to eat any more caraway seeds, I'll tell you that. No, nasty, nasty. They're of the devil, I tell you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Hal. All right. Let's uh, All right. let's head to Greensboro on our remaining minutes here, and uh, uh, Roxana is with us in Greensboro. Hey, Roxana. Hey, good morning. How are you, folks? I'll be fine. Uh, yes, ma'am. I've got a little carpenter ant question. Uh, I've had an infestation in my home, and I've had the a pest fella come and spray. I think it was Wednesday. Excuse me, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, and then uh, they were really coming in bad. And then I, he came back and sprayed yesterday again and under the house and everything. And I got to thinking I had a deck torn down and a new deck, a platform rather, 
uh, redone. And I was thinking, would it have come from that? Because uh, I've never had them before in my home. And I can tell you, they're, they're a nightmare. And uh, they they just, they're so long and so big and so treacherous looking. Uh, you know, they, it looks like you could put a little saddle on their back. They're that long. But anyways, do y'all have any tips besides spraying? Um, how long does maybe, a, like I don't think I've got a large infestation. Because yes, he couldn't does. see where a nest was or anything. So once you spray, what would be the period of you would probably see him get rid of them? Well, now the the thing is, is with the spray, oftentimes it will interact with carpenter ants that are in the area where the spray has been distributed. But it's not actually going to kill the ants that are still being produced in the nest if he has not found the nest. What you can do is give them a product like Terra that is a liquid product that has diatomaceous earth in it and it's little drops that you put on cardboard that they will come eat and take back and feed the queen and the developing um, little ants so that it will kill the colony in the ground and that's without any spray or anything around you. As far as whether it came from the old deck board or the new deck board, sometimes ants just, you know, start appearing and they come in. Um, when they when they swarm, they fly, they find new territory, and, and so that may be the situation there. But, Josh, do you guys carry the – do you know what I'm talking about, the tarot? It's clear. We do. Oh, you, yeah. Yes, I've yep. used that. And I used to use any ant. You know, I thought that was fabulous. Yeah. It had the arsenic yeah. in it, of course. Right. Right. Well, you don't want to use anything with arsenic. Yeah. (laughs) They, you know, took it out of Annie Ann. But that would really kill them. Never had a problem. But this is really something I've never seen. I've lived in my home 48 years. And I've seen them on the outside. But gosh, once they start coming in, it's a nightmare. I killed 30 yesterday. Yeah. The day before, around 40. And that was after he had sprayed. So, uh,. So yeah, it's not instant. Get, yeah, I, yeah. His I'm spr- sorry? No, his spraying won't be instant, but I can tell you usually within, I'd say about, you know, three to five days at, of using the tarot, I've had great success with that. And, Josh, I know you sell it here at Logan's Trading oh, Company. Yeah, we, yeah. we do sell the, the liquid uh, that has the diatomaceous earth <clears throat> as well as the diatomaceous earth in a powder mm-hmm. form. And I, I'm a big believer in that, not just for ants, but all different kinds of uh, crawling insects because that it has a residual effect that's non-toxic uh, so you can use it uh, freely uh, around your home and not be concerned about there it, it it's a mechanical uh killer so it doesn't it doesn't have any poison in it at all, all right. so it is and okay that w- if i just put it out on the card even though he has sprayed he did spray inside yes. the home yes and he yes. does okay. safe of yes. what he sprayed so i'll do that yeah. And, and Roxana, we're out of time, unfortunately. Okay, well, thank you all so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. Good Please luck. call us again. Hey, well, and a reminder, you, bye. Uh, bye. The folks at uh, Wild Birds Unlimited and Carrie and Raleigh have given us a pair of hummingbird feeders to give away with nectar and a holder for your feeding. And uh, to enter, all you have to do is uh, click on the banner uh, at WPTF.com. Uh, click on the banner at uh, that relates to that at WPTF.com. Josh, thank you so much for having us out here today. Thank it's, you. It's lovely being here. Good time today. Nate, thank you very much. Nate Saunders for engineering. Uh, 
And thanks, uh, Rufus, Miss Pam. Thank you, Mike. And uh, all of our listeners, we love you very much. Have a wonderful day. Don't don't get the backache today. Yeah. Thanks, Joe Pam. the Bouncer, for the information on Sirewood Hunt. Thank you, Joe the Bouncer. <laughs> Whip. Bye-bye. <laughs>